Welcome to the Chicago Beef League. This is your host, Chip Streif, the manager of the mighty, mighty Fernie Willow in the Chicago Beef League. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Alex. Uh, hey, everybody. Owner of the weakling squad known as the Brute Squad. How are you doing, Alex? So for starters, that's offensive. Secondly, thanks for deciding to come back to America so we can do our pod. You've been in Europe. <laughs> Like for a month now, uh, with probably your second family, for all I know. Um, sure. But welcome back, Chip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just learned that I'm 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 a superhero. Uh, or I'm immune apparently to the to COVID. Uh, um. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I'm curious. I'll just leave it at this that I'm uh I'm the only person who didn't get COVID. Uh so far <laughs> out of wow a so you basically you went to europe on your company's dime for company work whoa 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 i don't want to get into that i don't want to get into that but anyway you uh went to a super spreader event i didn't say any of that um but I I know just, you. i'm i'm anyway point is i i have a, a mild cold i've done tests and i'm i'm a-okay um what type of tests? Uh, all of them. It's hard to fly home. You, did you know that we're like the only country? Uh, I mean, it's not the only country out of the three that I've I've experienced. We're the only country um, between uh, Netherlands and Germany. We're the only ones who require a uh, was it a PCR test? Um, right to, to come home. All the others don't really care. It makes sense. Um... You know, does I it? think my, does it? my my travel plans I think are going to be focused on places like North Korea where they don't have any <laughs> COVID. Just kidding. I think that they actually have an outbreak and it's really sad because they're not accepting any help. Um, yeah. So that's great. That's really great. Um, yeah. Um, but any, yeah. So welcome back. It's it. You know, when I think the Beef League generally. Uh, or rather, you know, the world generally in the beef league specifically is mm-hmm. just, you know, not running at full speed unless we have scoop on, on the take here. So uh, <laughs> welcome back, scoop. Well, th- thank you. That's, that's very, very kind of you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we, we've been on a little hiatus. Uh, this has been probably the longest hiatus we've ever had, uh, in, in, in the, what the year plus that we've been doing this. Yeah, your in-season hiatus here, rather unintentional, but it's been a busy month for a lot of folks. So yeah. I think uh, our our listeners are no doubt so thrilled to have us back, as they should be. As they should be. That's right. As they should be. Right. Uh, so wh- wh- what are we going to talk about tonight, Chip? I know I want to spend a couple minutes just picking on some idiots on my team that suck. Well, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm generally talk about how most of these teams suck (laughs) but you know in looking at the overall standings right now just to give everybody a brief update we have one team that is doing very well and that happens to be josh josh is at five and one Mm -hmm. he beat you last week and on gap which is our tiebreaker but he's still mildly angry mildly okay uh then we have three teams tied for second and two of them frankly are a little bit surprising and that's Mm -hmm. sunny 6k and auto dave uh they're tied with chen and the crypts at four and two josh is at five and one Mm -hmm. we got a whole huge pile of crap that's (laughs) at 500 that includes your team and my team uh i think the two expansion teams and us um I think we're, it's a good, good group. Good and group. Perhaps surprisingly, this is we're looking at a year where both the Commish and Jay's Battle of Evermore are two games under five hundred, tied for second to last. Yeah, so, I think I think this might be the year where both of them would openly acknowledge that this is not the best team they've ever rostered. And the interesting thing is, I'm going to go on the record. This is today's May 25th. I'm going to go on the record and say that come playoff time, I don't think Sonny's making the playoffs. I don't think Dave's making the playoffs. 
I would be surprised if one of John or Jay don't. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I I believe that one of those two will make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and then rounding out the bottom is Otto Fish. Uh, he's a one in five. You and miss, yeah, you miss Zavo. And Zavo's tied with with Jay and John. Uh, but Fish mm-hmm. is at one and five, but looks like he's going to end this week two and five because his team is just crushing mine. Like so a, like a grape. Um, yeah. yeah, probably worse than a grape. I think he's crushing. I mean, he's doing some like monster truck crushing of just like little civics, just being crushed by monster trucks. That's what's happening now. Well, apparently the definition of pulverize is to reduce to fine particles. And um, this other definition uh, is, is utterly defeat. And uh, in quotes, it says uh, Vishnu uh, pulverized Brute Squad in week uh, seven of the 2022 season. Yeah. Yeah. That basically pulverizing you. Well, interestingly, I, I do want to point out here. So when we're talking, there's a metric that Chips like, likes to use mm. and it's called breakdown. And basically what breakdown is for those that don't know, it's your record against every team. So. If you were to play every team every week, what's your record? And it's a sign, uh, it's, it's a better, perhaps, gauge of how strong your team is compared to the league and whether or not you're unlucky, right? So, for example, when I look at my breakdown and I see that I am 5-1 and one against Jay this year, but in head-to-head, I lost. So, in the six weeks that we've had this year, I would have beaten him every week but for the one I actually played it, mm-hmm. that to me is a sign that I'm unlucky. And I would just point out that you and I are both tied for second in breakdown. Correct. And interestingly, number one in breakdown, the best overall record across all teams so far this season is Sunny Six Killer. Mm-hmm. 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 That is just, it's got to be luck, right? Uh, well... Um, I'm looking at his breakdown right now, and uh, can you guess the team that he has a losing record against? Yeah, me. No. No, he's three and three against you in breakdown. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at something else. He's two what and four else? against me. God damn it! He's uh, two so, and four against you, but you haven't played him yet. So I haven't played. I'm playing like is- next week. Um. It's, My point it's, is, I think Sonny is going to, despite the breakdown, which is generally a metric that you would agree we would use to show that a team is overall a strong team. Uh-huh. I, I think that this is, I think he's going to go away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bite my tongue and just say that this this is the most diverse uh, set of rosters we've ever had. So I don't know. It's hard to see any trends as of right now outside of Vishnu. I think that even Jay and Zavo and and John are very likely going to compete for the playoff spot. I I, I really actually hope everyone doesn't like bail or rebuild or fire fire slide like that you always threaten. If I lose, (laughs) I think I might fire sale out of principle. Uh, but the problem is n- number two problem. No one wants in our league wants to trade. And interestingly, this is just such a weird year. I think because there are so many players, particularly on offense, that are just Dreadful. underperforming. Dreadful. Yeah. You know, like they're just underperforming. Where, with the exception of a handful of guys, there there are guys that may have had value at some point. That there's a genuine concern. Like, is this person really just suck? Um, mm-hmm. And sadly, like 90% of them are on my team. <laughs> okay, this is a good segue. All right, so our first segment today is going to be on, uh, let's let's do a little diagnostic on your team, where you uh, emotionally complain about uh, a certain player, and I rationally look at the numbers and say whether or not you are sane. Let's start with the worst ever, Max mm-hmm. Muncy. So bad. So bad. Max Muncy. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, I have Max Muncy in my, in the, my points league, and uh, at playing in second base, it's a, gr- a great thing because I think he's like he, he, if he performs like last year, it's a it's a great uh, value. Um, he's batting right now one fifty four, and 
he's actually doing pretty well in terms of hard hit rate and, and barrel percentage. I, I, for your team, he actually has the highest percentage of barrel percentage. Um, 10 barrels so far this year. His ev- exit velocity is, I don't know, kind of like middle low, but uh, it's fine. It's It seems like he's just been a little bit unlucky. Uh, his walk rate's there. His strikeout rate, I don't know. It's not that bad i mean it's nothing you know, his, crazy his strikeout to walk rate is is good it's the problem is i checked the score the highest walk rate. yeah his box score every day he's got 37 strikeouts 34 walks highest he's walk rate a, is career it's just a 185 babip and uh yeah and that's it, it, and part of me wonders like you know so he's on pace this year for 12 home runs which considering he was projected to hit 38 which mind you whatever that's fine. Let's just say his three-year average is 28. Okay. This is, he had 12 home runs in 58 games in 2020, the shortened season. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's part of that three-year average. Otherwise he's good for 30 plus home runs. So this is a terrible year and yes. I'm genuinely concerned because there were some injury issues, uh, uh-huh. which, the injury issues, but he's also playing like he's he's played 19 games at third and 16 at second. Like so, they're playing him at third base, which requires more taxes. It taxes your arm more than second base. So, uh, yeah, I think you're overreading. Uh, I but I it, now it's we're we're getting into almost the second full month, and you haven't seen a sign of uh, regression back to the mean. You know historicals, um, but everything like from his walk rate to strikeout rate to to these stack cast numbers, it doesn't to me suggest that like he, something went wrong. It's, it's the BABIP is just crazy low. It's just um, terrible. He has to okay. have a hot streak. So I, I, I still say hold. Um, I who still say next? I might next? cut him because he's the worst. Okay. okay. You're not too many Grandel. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I suspect what, give me your emotional reaction here. As a Sox fan, mm-hmm. he's awful. As a fantasy fan, I, let me put it this way. Last year, he started off very poorly. And when it got warmer, he went on a, he, or then he got hurt. And then he came back and had a crazy OBP home run streak. Mm-hmm. Anything short of that miraculous recovery this year. And he becomes my least favorite Sox player potentially ever. That's hard to do. I don't have a lot of Sox players that I don't like other than Joe Creedy and Aaron Rowan. That's right. Got about Aaron Rowan. Oh, so waste. He's such a waste. So is Joe Creedy. So anyway, Grandal, I don't want to spend any time on him because frankly, he just doesn't warrant it. I don't like him. Well, uh, the thing is, uh, last year, just real briefly, he had put up the same, same stats. Generally speaking, like a, a crazy, ridiculously low batting average of like 120. And then yeah, to your point, he got injured or whatever. And then he came back and his August and September were like white hot. Right. Just crazy. Um, it's, it's the catcher position. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to really like drop him and put someone else in. You're not going to get like a, a, a substantial upgrade. Well, this is the problem because I want to congratulate commission for picking up a guy who I've loved for years now in Williams Contreras, the younger brother of William Contreras. What's the mm. guy's name on Wilson? Wilson versus w- William. Yeah. And Williams is finally like getting some playing time and doing what I expected. And, you know, like he's a guy that I've always had on my roster and I would have loved to just drop too many grand all and picked up Williams, but, the, the upside of Grandal is far, still high. Far outweighs. I mean, you're you're not going to do it. You're you're you're, you're holding on to him. I am. No, I am. But but my point is just that it's frustrating. Where it's like a guy that is doing well that I like, but I'm not going to carry three catchers, and there's nothing on earth that would make me drop ribeye. So, well, okay. Basically- last thing though is uh, isn't kind of the upside here though for uh, Grandal that he may actually like play DH and catcher if his bat is is hot, and right now he's not even getting that. Right now, the Sox generally, with the exception of they Kim need, Anderson, who they need. So I, I want to point this out, and, and I don't want to dwell on it, but I remember when I traded for Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. You you have never been a Tim Anderson believer, 
But no. you on the pod, you said that you'd rather have Brandon Crawford. Yeah, I need I need you to take that back. No, no, no. I mean, I I, I own it. I own it. Um, I'm not that big fan of Brandon wrong. Crawford in the first place either. Both of them, I just don't. Uh, I don't believe it. Tim Anderson at this point, I think, is just a really good hitter. Right? Yes, he's and a very good it's hitter. Just like a really good hitter, and it's <laughs> it's just it's astounding. Baseball. No, no, no. But like, it's kind of astounding that like someone who doesn't walk, he walks like you know six times a year. It's, it's just astounding. You, you don't see that profile anymore. It's, For starters, it's, he's already walked six times this year. So uh, he's projected to... 4% on 150. Yeah, it's, it's been six times probably. <laughs> no, Sorry. it's exactly six walks so yeah, far this exactly. year. But he yeah. only has 17 strikeouts. Right. He's He, he has a really healthy... Yeah. It's... it's uh, That profile is... Com- uh, yeah, from what I'm... I'm hoping it's, it, it, that uh, like Wander is is a, is a very similar profile uh, right now of like low strikeout rate, low uh, low walk rate. It's it's very Good contact very... rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the it's, point it's, it's, it's I, I think that whereas in years past, I mean the difference is of course Tim Anderson's already 28, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but well, but yeah, still course, he's but still. he has consistently kind of put up these. I guess I was going to say he's put up 2020, but he really hasn't yet. Um, but I, I still think that he's, as I watch him as a hitter, I watch too many Sox games. Yeah. Um, I, I think he, I really genuinely think he's a really good hitter. Uh, and, and whereas we, in the past, we kind of try to analyze that and see like, okay, no walks. Okay. Insanely high Babbitt, right? In, in some of these peripherals that we might use would suggest that, he's going to regress that he's playing out of his mind. And I think that if anything, he's actually kind of gotten better. So knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy with him going to another player. I hate John yes. Moncada. <laughs> he is another, you know, golden. I didn't, even, I didn't even type him into the system. He hasn't played this year. Has he? Oh my gosh. Yes, he has. He came back. He, so he did his rehab stint in triple a and was crushing it. Came back, hit a home run in his first game back walked a couple times that week and I'm fairly certain that he's now played for three weeks and outside of the first four games back, he has struck out every at bat <laughs> and whether or not there's hyperbole involved in that statement, Probably. I'm going to stand by it because Probably. it's just embarrassing. So mm. he's another guy I cannot stand. Um, and, and then Kendall Graverman, who was supposed to be good and has been good on every team except for the White Sox. Just that's all I'm going to say. So enough, enough complaining about my team here. I, I realize that's not why people listen to this pod. That's but... literally why three quarters of the people listen to this pod. <laughs> <laughs> three quarters of our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that um, other person, the other person who's listening is doing it just to troll us. Um, yeah. No, so I just real quick, just looking at your team, the things that that were really interesting. I'm not gonna get, we're not gonna spend too much on this, but uh, the strikeout rate of the players that you have is really low. That was and my it, intent, and it's yeah. I'm, I was gonna ask with, you, just, with the exception seems, of Grisick. Yeah, and like for the record, like Buxton's and Varsho's is pretty high. Acuna's is gonna come down. Um, whatever some so, of the other players i'm like like muncie's at 21 percent. that's actually not bad and bichette's at 24 percent. the thing is like most of them are like really good like i know you probably don't think too much of luis arias that you have on your team oh i love him or always, uh, I, I, josh I, naylor or adam frazier or tim anderson or jose ramirez like all of them it's very interesting well, I, I, I mean, uh, jose ramirez low. is arguably the best player so far this season um, certainly, one of, yes, one of. Yeah. But you could make an argument that he's the best. Uh, yep. I, I, I could, but no, that that was one of my strategies. Whereas, you know, I, I think I really, where I felt I, there were, I was trying to capture power in a few guys. Muncie being one of them, that failed. Um, Varsho has been a little bit of a surprise. I, I, I was intrigued by the fact that you know he's catcher eligible. He's got wheels and he's got the power, despite the fact that he's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. And and then Buxton again, I really that was to crapshoot, and the power is there when he's healthy. But and with he's the healthy. Rest, 
with with the rest of the folks, excluding Grichik, who I I figured Colorado power, he's another one of those guys. I was really hoping that guys like Hicks, who sucks, Brantley, who's been down this year, um, Arias, Frazier for sure, guys, uh, Ribeye, you know, these are all contact guys, and they put the ball in play. So that was something I was targeting during the draft. Of course, you know, some of my picks, like the uh, or, or the trade for for Nathaniel Lowe, like he started off hot, but as I pointed out at the time, he can only hit singles. So, yeah. and he's hit a wall now; he's useless. I've already dropped Bobby Dalback because he's useless, uh, mm-hmm. and there was risk. There was risk there, but he failed. But I picked up Naylor. So, I mean, any actually not terrible. Um, you know, I've been able to fill in there, but offensively. I'm just really frustrated with my team. And I think that's probably a universal sentiment across all fantasy owners this year. Uh huh. I would agree with that. That's, I think everyone's kind of frustrated with the nature of how things have gone. Not in a, like a um, defeatist way, but like it's, um, it's, it's such a strange, uh, I don't know, strange set of circumstances that things have, have altered in right. in ways that we've never seen before like if home runs had spiked we wouldn't be talking about it. like oh or uh, say home runs had not spiked it had gone way down just home runs we would i think we wouldn't be bemoaning it but because right now we're seeing so many other things happening that are just dead like the whole offensive well, environment's dead yeah and, and it's what's interesting and, and i'm gonna throw this out there and this is something people can theorize about and or look into you you know you being the one to do that um but i I wonder you know i'm wondering if they're so they changed the ball this year and two things that i've noticed that or excuse me that i feel um this is really loud sorry guys um two things that i've noticed is that obviously offense is down okay and also i feel like strikeouts are down is that an accurate or a hmm. plausible uh, opinion. Like looking at K per nines, I'm just, and even think of like the dominant pitchers, right? There's still, even guys like Garrett Cole, with the exception of probably one start this year, like he's not throwing out like crazy K per nine. And so I'm wondering, like, if we were to look at that and then see, okay, how many it, has the, has the amount of fly ball outs increased? Meaning are people still swinging for the fences? The ball's changed. They're not hitting home runs Mm -hmm. because the ball's changed. And, you know, we just have a ton of, you know, pop outs to the outfield. Uh, It's a good, good question. I I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing it out there because again, like I, I've got some guys that should be throwing, there should be striking out a ton of folks. And, and this is something I've noticed just like looking at other guys, uh, other pitchers that are on other teams. And it's kind of like, like the Nestor Cortezes of the world. These junk ballers are somehow the only guys that are putting a consistent K for nine where guys like, for example, Darvish or Verlander um, or like, uh, you know, Morton, these guys are not striking out as many people. All right. I, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to pull up the data here, but um the one thing that I can espouse or just talk about is uh, I'm thinking through like, remember we, we've talked about in years past, um, this is like total geekdom uh, on, on, on fantasy baseball at this point. But like, remember we were talking about like the top 20 starting pitchers are really all that mattered. Right. Like, did you give yeah. a damn about? Mm-hmm. And it was the reason why we were saying that is because the strikeouts, the strike to walk ratio and strikeouts in general, like from Bieber to Darvish, to DeGrom, to Bauer, to, uh, I don't know, just uh, Giolito, Nola, et cetera, like doing 12K per nine, right? Right. It was, And that was crazy. And this year, you don't see that. Right. So, I mean, it could be the... It's the, like in 2020 here, cap. I'm looking at who's the leading K per nine starting pitcher. Take a guess. I, I'm, I'm loading this up right now, really quick. Nestor Cortez. Nope. 
I'm okay. sorting here. Nestor See, Cortez is your guess. It's Dylan Cease, followed by Shane McLanahan. I, uh, I think it's Dylan Cease. I, th I think that like some like Garrett Cole, who I, I should have mentioned, he's at ten point eight. He like I think he's like probably one of the highest stuff guys. As is like Scherzer and 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 Burns, they're at ten. Right. You know, in years past, they would be at twelve or 13, 14. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I just, with you. I think that the top end has come down a bit. Um, so that's my like that was point A. Point B. I don't think they're going long enough to get the cumulative strikeouts either that makes sense too um uh, like, ha so, having had coal yeah. having had coal you know what 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 i was accustomed to before they got rid of spider tack and, and the sticky substance ban was garrett cole going seven or eight innings and getting like 12 or 13 strikeouts yes. <laughs> you know like and, and to your point he's not going seven or eight innings anymore but he's still like he'll go five and he'll get seven strikeouts and it's kind of like that's not, it's not the same. or like six strikeouts or something you it's know it's good just, it's still agreed, good. Agreed. But, I, I'm not, um, but 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 it's something's between the new ball getting rid of the spin, you know, the the sticky substance. I think caves are down, mm. and then I think the new and ball home runs like, are just, down. Home runs are down. Offense is mm -hmm. down. So it's it's this is league wide. This is not. This is you know. I I of course attribute it to my team internally and take no. it personally, but this is something that I think is across the league. And mm -hmm. um, across baseball, and of course, then across fantasy. So, just I don't know. Think think about it, or don't. But I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting just trend as of right now. And the, with the weather warming up, it usually offense goes up too. Right. Uh, I'm very curious to see just how this shifts. Well, uh, the other thing that might like keep offense down too is the fact that this year every stadium has a humidor. So some of these places where the ball's super humid and theoretically they, I'm sorry, it sh that should bring offense back on. Right. So if you have, is that right? If it's a, if it's humid. Not necessarily. I mean, yes. In, 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 in your, the way that you're, you're saying it, but like, if, so every team is doing it, but we don't know, uh, what are the other conditions and or the ball? Because I think they they already called out that they're using two different balls at this point, the two two distinctly different uh, performing balls. They they tested that out last year, and I think that they've pretty good evidence that they have two different balls going on right now in that are being used in in majors, and one is more deadening than the other. Um, just one other thing is that like I think the leading team in home runs. Any guess? Any ideas? Gonna... What team? Mm -hmm. It was very surprising um, when I heard this. It shouldn't be, but it it was to me just because I, I thought of the roster and I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I don't. I. I. I it's got to be a bad team, but I was going to go with somebody like Cleveland or Baltimore or something crazy. Cleveland would it, to me based on just what we've been talking about the the number of players that just breakouts or you know overperforming but it's not that um number it, it's the uh, diamondbacks or at least it was as of this morning I wonder, okay. I wonder who's number two i'm looking at this now real quick well no it, they're it, now it's the yankees it was at least maybe this is updated through today well it's because the yankees um, just played the white Sox, so that's not fair <laughs> uh where where is where is San Francisco in that conversation? Uh, ninth. Okay, so top third. Yeah, okay. um, it's I'm just looking at just across all the t different teams, and it's it's very uh, it's very you know uh, consistent. I mean, there's not like a terrifyingly good team right now. Like the Yankees are uh, on base of 323 and a 418 slugging. Like that's not terrifyingly higher. Like it, in eighth place in, in home runs is the Dodgers, and they have a slightly better on base percentage and slugging. Anyway, my point is like the, di the distribution of both on base percentage and slugging is probably not that much. Most teams just, are pretty consistent. Sorry, I just have to because I want to point out another thing that adds to the Max Muncy frustration. <laughs> Today was the first day the Dodgers have been shut out in like forever. And well, I, they're kind of good. 
They're I've been watching good. box scores of the Dodgers all season, and I see scores like nine to two and eighteen to one, and you know, like mm-hmm. seven to four, whatever. And to your point, they do hit home runs. They do have good OBP, and like all of it comes from everybody not named Max Muncy. So, <laughs> well, uh, Mookie Betts was on the bench today. But whatever, no one cares about Mookie Betts and that he's on that's your team. That's the reason why they didn't score. That's the reason. Anywho, that's neither your hand nor there, I guess. Um, it is neither here nor there. <laughs> so okay, so I'm d- I'm done with that, and I've thrown out my theory. Um, but, but again, I think, I think a lot of fantasy owners are frustrated at this point. And, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, I've, I'm captain trade and I really struggle to like find guys that I want because it's like, if I'm buying low, like maybe this guy really does just suck. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it, and, then, it, it, and then I'm yeah. trying to sell somebody like Grandal who in the past people might be like, Oh, there's probably upside there. Everyone's probably thinking maybe this guy does just suck. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's been frustrating. I I wholeheartedly agree with that point of just looking at like all the underperformers and going like, oh, I should make I should do a buy low on this this one guy and ask the person for something that's like comparable or just some sort of appropriate response. And right, right. And the thing is, like, no one's buying it. Like, no. No, no one one wants to make a move, and that's fine. So I just continue to send out ridiculous trade offers. Yeah, but like it's... I need to do something with my time, people, and I'm really struggling here with Uh, with finding, you know, like a trade that's even decent. This is our hobby, you know. This is what we kind of do. Um, It is. That's true. Okay, hold on. Just real quick, uh, going to like the third page, like so number 160. No, I'm going to go to the 160th player. All right, just in t- in, in hitting, okay? Salvador Perez, for the record, is number 151. In, uh, I think in terms of WRC+, whatever. Point being, he, he's like having a terrible year. Um, not much farther ahead of Charlie Blackman, which you would have predicted, I suppose. Jesse Winker. Is Jesse Winker a buy-low opportunity? What do you think? That's, his strikeout yeah, rate is 13.6 and his slash line looks awful. Would you buy him? I, you know, think about, think about that. I'm going to throw out a couple more names and you just gather the, your yeah, thoughts on, yeah. on these like really good players that are just dreadful right now. Okay. Uh, Brendan Rogers last year, I had him. He was, he was a wonderful second baseman batting 242 right now. And now, I, I, looking at the stat line, just, there's nothing that suggests that it's bad. His Babbitt well, is almost CJ, 300. CJ Crones is the only guy that's been decent and consistent for the Rockies so far this year. Right. I'm, and, let and me, even keep, looking let me like, keep going. Let me keep going. Yes. The next four names or five names are, are perfect for this uh, concept. Justin Turner, bad. No. Marcus Semien, bad. <laughs> Alex Verdugo, bad. Nelson Cruz, bad. Like... Trent Grisham off a batting 152. Yeah. Framil Reyes batting 195. So I, I would just what, say my, that, what I'm getting at is like there's a ton of buy low opportunities, but do you believe it? And I love how you asked that. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, I, I think now that you're finally letting me answer the question, uh, the way that I would look at that, I think that yes, those guys are all terrible so far this year. Mm-hmm. I certainly have. I'm, I'll throw out Justin Turner and Nelson Cruz as these guys are like sixty. So I just don't have any belief that those guys are going to do anything. That are, they're going to turn around. I think that at this point, that's and, and Nelson Cruz last year towards the, you know, the second half after he went to Tampa sucked. Um, Justin Turner is on his last legs, um, literally, physically. And in every way. So, like, I, I'm just not interested in those guys. Now, some other names, like, if you're talking about, like, Grisham or um, who, who, so there's Grisham, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are the, the first few? Verdugo. Verdugo and then Winker. You know, I, I think that there's, when I would look at those kind of opportunities, 
yeah, I think that if, you, if you're looking to make a move, those like here, here's the issue, right? Verdugo is not a power guy. So what are you trying to get from Verdugo? And so far this year, I think what people would be looking for would be power. So I, when we're talking about like Winker, yeah, um, I, that's by low. Grisham, maybe. Verdugo, probably not. But Verdugo can also help you. He's on a good team, so he can help you in other categories, right? Mm-hmm. But And then someone like Simeon, you know, it's, the nice thing about Simeon is just the fact that, you know, he's going to play. He's going to get 600 at bats this year. Mm-hmm. So, I... You know, will will the ratios go up? I don't know, but in terms of the counting stats, yeah, I probably think he's he'll be fine. He's not going to be what he was last year, which was that will be his career year ever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like an immediate turnoff, like a Justin Turner. Like if you're trying to sell me Justin Turner, you you better luck trying to sell me magic beans. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, Spencer Torkinson is on this list too. Um, but anyway, the point is actually the other irony is just that, that a lot of the players I just named have a really good strikeout rate. Um, like right now, pretty pretty good. Like they don't, it's not like they're, they're, they're flailing and striking out all the time. They, their BABIP is just dreadful outside of Brendan Rogers. That was probably my bad example. Uh, Nate Lowe is also on this list of a 311 BABIP. Um, but anyway, my point is just like traditionally, traditional wise, they all look like they should be doing a lot better and they're just yeah. not. And it's, there's something going on. So bless everyone who, whoever makes the first like monumental, uh, colossal trade, maybe, maybe with Alex or not. Um, I hat tip to you. Um, cause your balls are basically stone. And, uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea how we're going to read trades at this point. It's really hard. Well- I, one thing I want to point out is just the fact that we are taking our annual Alaska trip here in a few weeks. <laughs> and it's early. Folks, it's early. As folks will recall, the great, <laughs> the, the great poison in 2021 happened while we were in Alaska, which just a brief recap, chip poisoned me. <laughs> and I made a bunch of terrible trades, getting rid of Shane McClanahan. No, I dropped. I forget if I traded Shane McClanahan or if I dropped him. Mm-hmm. I traded people that were good for people that were used to be good mm-hmm. and sucked mm-hmm. on my team. Mm-hmm. Long and the short, I have a trade moratorium for the entire time I'm in Alaska. I will not make a single trade this year. You know, but but I, I, so, uh, just to everyone, uh, Ken, uh, the the mighty Ken is going to be joining us on, on this fishing trip. So there's a there's a great opportunity to have a, like a true banter of a, a we could record the pod, and but b you could really you know find a have a, a trade partner in person and a witness to this uh quote unquote poisoning that you keep referring to I, I well my only ask chip is that can you please poison either ken or sure let me get it one more beer uh thank you thank you so but in any case yeah i if i lose to autovish i'm seriously with the way things are going this year Part of me is just like there are enough players that I like that I would just do like a four for one. I will give you all of my starting pitching, which has been good this year for like one guy that I yeah. can keep next year because I'm just really frustrated with most of my team. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see it getting any better because I'm not a glass half full type person uh, for those. You, of you. Yeah, is you really are. You're you're not, but um, if we can spend a moment on your your pitching staff, um, Verlander's gonna get worse. He, I mean, not worse, but like he's not gonna pitch 154. Like every single stat, just his strain rate is ridiculously high. Like, and he hasn't had too many home runs. You it's gonna, just it's don't gonna believe. Come. You don't no, I love. I like him. I like no, you him. Don't. No, you don't. I because do. clearly, you're trying to limit what it is that he can do, and you have no idea, Chip. He could still win the Cy Young and, and regress. Is my point. Like, yes, that's fair. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's not going to have a 154 ERA or whatever it is. It's going to be probably in the twos or maybe low threes, and that's really good. Um, his strikeout rate is down from his historical norm, but do you care? No, 
Yeah, I figured you didn't. Um, because everything else, like his, he, he he's just really good. Um, Kyle Wright is is your surprise, really, out of all this. Um, I think Nes- he's the he's the saving grace so far to my season in just picking him up and taking the shot there. I think you're gonna keep him. Uh, yeah, Cortez is over playing over his head. Um, so that's the interesting thing. I love, I love uh, Hernan Cortez. Must- is it the mustache or what? Part of it's the mustache. It also is partly because he looks like Mario from the video game. <laughs> and like watching him pitch is awesome because like he never threw every he changes everything. And I don't know. Like going back to my point of kind of like is the between the sticky substance and the new balls is the top 20 is the only way to go starting pitcher theory is that kind of i don't want to say non-existent but is that less important now and is there it's not real it's not real now is there room in the game for a guy like nestor cortez who can keep hitters on their toes and keep the ball in the park um so i i like nestor uh, but to your point like he's not a keeper you know, <laughs> like, uh, have- well, he could be. I mean, he hold on. Like, maybe some people are listening and we're like, we're, we're poo pooing Nestor Cortez. And, and I'm not, I'm you we're, are. we're not. I'm, I, I'm let me back, let me back up and just say that he's right now ranked 23rd overall. I don't think he's gonna be ranked 23rd by the end of the year. Is he top 100? Um, I think he actually could hold this up for the entire year and be like a top 100 player, which honestly is pretty valuable. And uh, if you know, if you were to make an offer to Alex for some some sort of value of that sort, you probably could get Cortez from Alex, right? You you would you would deal him depending on the area of the, of the response, right? Uh, you wouldn't I, wouldn't like hold your hold to expecting like a top twenty player overall, right? I would not expect a top twenty player overall. However, Correct. I think he can kind of also be like a team mascot, kind of like ribeye. So. <laughs> And Nestor and I have developed this relationship. That's it's a strong, intimate, connection. intimate. I know, I know. It's, it's a strong, really disgusting. It's disgusting. But, but like okay. everyone hated, everyone hated Zach Gallon this year, with the exception of yesterday. He's been pretty fine. Mm-hmm. Kyle Wright's been good. Um, and then you know, I have a bunch of like guys like Cookie Carrasco, who can, who has been good this year. Kyle Gibson, who's been decent this year, which is all I expected. Um. And Tijuana Walker, who is, I'm still waiting to, just because he was injured and missed some starts, I'm still kind of waiting on him. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy with my pitching. My pitching has not been the problem this year for my team. Mm-hmm. My pitching has actually been fairly good. But again, it's it's interesting just kind of, it's, it, again, looking for trades, trying to identify guys that I would want, guys that I think might break out and might, you know, regress towards their career numbers that might be better and i just don't have the confidence that that's going to happen anymore you know yeah. it's tough it's tough it is you um, darvish is available for anybody that wants him um you, today. you darvish and yasmani grandel for what, what would you want in return not, not, not for my team no jesus christ stop it what like what type of stat or position are you looking for Outside of hitter, <laughs> uh, I would be looking for. I think this point probably I, I'd be open to prospects. I'd be open to power. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. not a lot of there's not a lot of power going out uh, around in the game, so that sucks. But there are a lot of prospects, so I'd be open to something like that if somebody thought that, that could you know fill some okay. holes in the game. So if someone wants to swipe left here, uh, is that the at the metaphor? Uh, uh, with you, yeah, you, you just heard Alex's uh, offer. This is open to anyone. Isn't it swipe right? I don't know. I this is I, I, I yeah. I've been out of the market for twenty years. Who cares? Y- you have been in the market. Have I been? <laughs> so, um, in any case, the uh, okay. So sorry. Th- th- we're you know at, at this point, I feel like. I'm going in circles. I need you to put us back on the right tracks, Chip. Oh, what, uh, what's, our, what's our next topic here? What's our next topic? Um, schedule what? ahead. Schedule ahead. Um, so real quick, we'll, I, I will, we'll wrap up here in, in the next few minutes. Um, just real quick. I am playing uh, Ken right now, and I play Sunil, Chen, and then you. 
So I believe I'm playing Chen during the, our fishing week. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and then uh, let's go to your schedule. Just I play Ken. I think I'm playing Ken during our fishing week. Really? That's I think so. Fantastic. You know what that means? Bad news for Ken, because if you don't poison him, I'm going to poison him. Actually, that'll be this is going to be a really good because you know why? Because Sunil plays low, and that's a good matchup. Uh, and Dave plays Josh, and sorry, Jay and Zavon. No one really is worried about you. And and John and and Zavo, uh, John and Vishnu, or whatever. That's going to be a good week of matchups. I think it, it, I'm not going to because I'm not. I, don't, I have literally no idea how this year is going to go. I wonder if that's going to be a good. Um, just that week is going to decide kind of the pivot. It's going to be in the inflection point for the year, whether or not who's going to be who's going to be competing and who's really not going to be competing. Well, you'll recall last year before Alaska, I was at the top of the league, doing very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So it, was it certainly was a pivot. It certainly was a pivot last Real. year because mm-hmm. you ended up winning it and I tanked. So well, no, no correction. John won the regular season. I won the playoffs. That's but all. you won it all. Is my point. And oh yeah, yeah. So, so it, it it may be a pivot. Uh, I so so this week just quickly we have so folks who are listening, uh, I'm going to lose to Autovish, which is just going to be a tragedy. Mm-hmm. We have Lowe is losing to the Commish right now, which would be an upset. Jay's beating Sunical right now, which would be an upset. Huge, huge. Chen mm-hmm. is beating Josh, which would be an upset. You're beating. Ken, Ken, which mm-hmm. you guys were both, we're, we're all three and three, so that's kind of a little closer. Sure. And then Dave and Zed are are pretty close uh, with uh, five and a half to four and a half. It's too early. But if, 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 Zed, if Zed's team can do what my team did to him last weekend, then that would be an upset. So, you know, we might be talking this time next week, even before Alaska, and seeing that you know, the, the standings are all mixed up again, where we're all kind of stuck in the middle. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a little early to know. Uh, I don't think, yeah. I, I think we're going to be stuck in the middle for another couple of weeks, and then we'll see the breakout. Um, there's, I mean, Chen still has uh, Tatis coming back, um, which I think is honestly going to be like, the, that's the only big player that's had that's had that hasn't like played yet like you just got acuna back right like but two weeks ago yeah um, and he's he's been i'll be honest he's been underwhelming got, so far right pardon underwhelming but he it hasn't been bad it's just I mean, he's not like, acuna to, to say that he's right to, but to say that it's i mean he's got an 880 or excuse me 846 ops which for him is bad but He's also probably has the highest OPS on my team. <laughs> and yeah, he has a normal but life. The thing yeah. that's like what I've enjoyed watching him, like he's got eight stolen bases already in two weeks. Like he's been running like crazy. So it's it's good to see him come back from an injury. And of course now he's hurt again. Um, but it's nice to see him come back and at least be the same kind of the same player. I think that as the at bats continue to go, the power will come back. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with with Tatis and frankly with 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 San Diego to see where they put him, right? Like I think for them, put him putting in the him outfield. back at shortstop is a huge risk, uh, especially because they have yeah they have their their outfield is lackluster. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But yeah. um, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so just wrapping up here, um, I don't know if we're going to record next week. Correct? Why not? I think we might, maybe we should. Um, I think we, will, we should. If for those that listen, uh, if you want to let us know, if you want us to take a look at your team and, and talk about it, uh, maybe give you some trade ideas, uh, let us know. Um, I love that idea, Chip. Did you just yeah. think of that? Like off the top? I, that's the first good idea I've had in about 10 years. So take it that is for true. what it is. <laughs> uh, and anyway, not we'll, true. We'll, not true. This podcast is a good idea. And the Alaska trip is a good idea. So you've okay. had three good ideas in 10 years. Jesus, man, I should celebrate. Okay. Um, well, we'll do that <laughs> next week <laughs> and more, more to the point. Um, we'll do it. We'll probably have another one of these. Um, and we'll probably record in Alaska too. Um, pending sleep and whether or not someone gets arrested. Um, 
anyway, any uh, closing well, thoughts or, or final uh, final thoughts here? Closing thoughts. I, I do have a question for the listeners. You can email Chicago Beef League at gmail.com. The four people going to Alaska, Chip, me, Brian, and Ken. Who's most likely to get arrested and what is the arrest for? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, I mean, just let's make sure that everyone understands that, that, that it's going to be very challenging to even experience law enforcement in the first place because of the desolation. So, are you um, kidding? Have you not seen Alaska State Troopers? <laughs> also, I want to point out my bet is that it would be chip and the offense would be public intoxication. Ooh, no, wait, whoa, no, 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 no. That's um, my bet. That's no, my bet. No, it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. more, what, what might really happen is uh, uh, public indecency or um, uh, something killing an animal. Also, or, to or be clear, looting, Chip, looting, whatever. Chip was outvoted. I am allowed to bring a firearm. So there's that. I don't want to talk about that right now. I know, but you were outvoted. So, in any case, folks, thank you for listening. Please shoot us an email if you want us to destroy your team and or look for trade offers. Email us who you think is going to be arrested, who you think will be arrested, and why, or I guess, and for what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Chip, do you have any words of wisdom to close us out here? A dingo ate my baby. Oh my That's all. I don't know why that popped in my head, but uh, I was thinking about that the other day. So. What's that from again? I don't even remember. Okay. Like Seinfeld reference? Uh, no, it's it's in reference to the the the, the time that dog in, in Australia ate a, uh, killed a, a kid. Wow, that's it went really dark. Jesus Christ! It, yeah, that did go very dark. So, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, cheers. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Hello. What are you wearing? Is there anybody in there?